The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. The older I get, I turn 54 this year, the more I see the similarities I share with my parents. This past week at the priest retreat, one priest mentioned that I look a lot like my dad. By the way, my dad's a good looking dude. (laughs) Another priest commented that I smile exactly like my mom, and my mom has a gorgeous smile. Many years ago, Archbishop Sarton observed that I laugh just like my older brother Paul. At first, I rejected strongly that and denied it, like Peter in the courtyard of the high priest. I know not the man. I mean, what could be good about being like my older brother? But later I realized the Archbishop meant it as a compliment, not as a criticism. Most of us spend the first half of our life in denial of the obvious ways we are like our family of origin with whom we share flesh and blood. Children defiantly say, I'm not gonna be like my parents when I grow up. And then we spend the second half of our life seeing exactly how similar we are to our parents. Boys marry women like their own mother. Girls marry boys who are a lot like their own fathers. We raise our children like our parents raised us. Heck, I see how I train my dog Apollo like my parents raised me. Sometimes I'm strict with him. At other times, I'm sweet with him. And in sometimes he ends up in the doghouse just like I did as a kid. Thanks, Mom and Dad. You taught me well. 
This point about sharing the same flesh and blood with our family can help us understand today's gospel and today's feast of Corpus Christi a little bit better. How so? Well, Jesus repeats several times again and again in John chapter 6 that we must eat his flesh and drink his blood. Now, Jesus is not talking about cannibalism. He does not want us to take a bite out of his arm. Rather, he means he wants us to share his flesh and blood, like I share my parents' flesh and blood. How do we do that? Well, when we consume Jesus in Holy Communion, the body and the blood of Christ, we share his flesh and blood and we become like him. Now note this, sharing in his flesh and blood is not something merely theoretical or natural or temporary. It is rather sacramental and supernatural and eternal. In other words, my oneness with Jesus in Holy Communion is more real than my oneness with my own natural family. Now sharing in Jesus' flesh and blood has two rather remarkable consequences. First, as I said, it makes us more like him. Just like those priests at the retreat last week and Archbishop Sarton noticed how I am like my family with whom I share flesh and blood in my smile and in my laughter and in my good looks. So too, the body and the blood of Christ make me and you more like Jesus. We share in his goodness and in his grace. But this transformation of a Christian soul into another Christ is not something that happens overnight or after receiving only one Holy Communion. Just like it took years for my parents to pound virtue into me and shake all the vices out of me, and this process is far from over, so too, each time I come to communion, I begin to think and to feel and to love and to act more like Christ, little by little. Have you ever heard that prayer called Anima Christi? It means the soul of Christ. It describes how the soul of a Christian changes and becomes more like Christ at every communion. It goes, soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. Oh, good Jesus, hear me. The prayer continues. Within your wounds, hide me. Permit me never to be separated from thee. From the wicked foe, defend me. At the hour of my death, call me and bid me come to thee, that with your saints I may praise thee forever and ever. Amen. In other words, that prayer is a perfect summary of all Eucharistic theology and tells us what it means to share in Jesus' flesh and blood. Put simply, by communion, 
We become another Christ. The second consequence of sharing in Jesus' flesh and blood is the hope of living forever. How will that work? Well, Jesus said in the gospel, whoever eats this bread, that is Jesus' body, his flesh, will live forever. But why should receiving Holy Communion help us to live forever? Well, just like Jesus' own flesh and blood, his physical body rose from the grave three days after his death, so our bodies, which share in Jesus' flesh and blood, will rise from the grave too. Now here's the crucial point. The flesh and blood we receive in Holy Communion is not Jesus' flesh and blood he had during his 33 years of earthly life. That would indeed be cannibalism. We do not eat Jesus' earthly flesh and drink his earthly blood. Rather, in communion, we partake in Jesus' resurrected and glorified and heavenly flesh and blood. Did you catch that? It is because we share in Jesus' glorious and heavenly flesh and blood in Holy Communion that our own poor flesh and blood, my 54-year-old body that's fallen apart, might rise from the grave and live forever. I smile like my mom because I share her flesh and blood in like manner. My body will rise from the dead. It will not stay six feet under pushing up daisies, but will live forever because I receive Holy Communion. I share in Jesus' glorious and risen flesh and blood. And that should make us all smile as beautifully as my mom does. My friends, I know This is some deep and heady Eucharistic theology. Sorry about that. But this is the real reason we are all Catholic. We want to live forever. And the guarantee of that eternal life is the firstborn from the dead. As St. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. Notice St. Paul said firstborn. Suggesting there will be a second born, and a third born, and a thousandth born, and a millionth born from the dead. That means me and you. This is why the church teaches we should never miss Mass. Why not? Because Holy Communion makes us more like Christ as we gradually grow in holiness. We become good like He is good. And communion gives us hope to live forever, like Christ lives forever. And all this is possible because we share his flesh and blood. Praised be Jesus Christ.